This is the Luke Thomas Show podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Today on the Luke Thomas Show podcast, I'm going to tell you why Khabib Nurmagomedov is not to blame for not fighting at UFC 249. We are, however, going to hear Tony Ferguson's response to it all. I'm going to tell you why blaming the media is one of the saddest arguments about this whole thing that I've ever heard, and uh, a whole lot more. The Luke Thomas Show airs weekdays, 3 p.m., Sirius XM Nation Channel 156, and don't forget about our mailbag, Show at gmail.com. Hit us up with a voicemail or an email, whatever you want, we're waiting for it. It is, God, what day is it? It is Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, and Caesar is home. Welcome, everyone. My name is Luke Thomas, and this is The Luke Thomas Show. Hope you're doing well. I know I am happy to be here. Mailbag, Show at gmail.com, Show at gmail.com. That's your place to be. That's what it's going to be. Get us your written questions there. Get us your voicemails there. Just make contact, diggity donks. So do that, number one. Number two, we are on Twitter, at MMA on SiriusXM. And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, yes, Instagram, which is where all the v- uh, voting happens. For the fight brackets, that will be uh, Sirius XM Fight Nation. All right? All right, very good. Um, happy third. I cannot believe it's Thursday. My God, the days are just bleeding into each other. But um, happy Thursday to you just the same. What a crazy turn of events this has all been. So let me see if I can bring you up to speed on all of this. Um, all right, yesterday, Nurmagomedov. Madoff says that he is officially out of UFC 249. And he put out a statement to this effect. Here is what he said. He put it on Instagram, I guess. Staying home in quarantine and reading the reaction of people to the situation around my fight, it turns out that the whole world should be in quarantine. Governments of all countries, famous people around the world, urge people to follow all the safety requirements in order to limit the spread of the disease, to save people. And he goes, and Khabib is the only one relieved of all obligations and must demonstrate free uh, will and train flying around the world for the sake of a fight? Like, as a question he wrote. I understand everything, and I'm definitely upset more than you uh, to cancel the fight. Probably like all the others, I had many plans after the fight, but I can't control it all. The greatest countries and the largest companies of our time are shocked by what is happening. Every day the situation changes unpredictably. But Khabib still has to fight. Is that what you are saying? Take care of yourself and put yourself in my shoes. Now, there are different sort of arrangements here to be, to be made, um, and, and facts to note. It was possible, according to uh, various news outlets called Sport Express, which was reported to be a state-owned news outlet, RT, that he could be allowed to have flown to the U.S. on a private jet. Um, but I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, quote, the companies which provide air travel usually know which documents the passenger needs to have. So that will be granted entry uh, on arrival at the border. So, you know, you can believe what you want about this. Here, here's the deal about this all, and it needs to just be, be said. Because I find this whole thing, frankly, kind of sickening. I have said it since day one on this. And some fighters push back because maybe they need a paycheck. Some fighters push back because I think they're in denial. Other members of the community push back because I just don't think they're understanding the historical echoes of all of this. Anytime it's possible for a fighter to get blamed for a situation, they're going to be. Now, of course, sometimes it is going to be their fault. 
A lot of times, it's not. This is so not Nurmagomedov's fault, I barely know where to start. Now, nothing about this process seems to have gone on above board. About that, I can grant you. You know, there are, I've seen intimations that the UFC did not tell him to go to Abu Dhabi, or certainly not to Russia, and he did anyway. First of all, I don't believe the leaks until independently corroborated. Sorry, I don't. Don't believe them at all. I don't care if they came from a manager who was sympathetic. Don't care. Don't believe the leaks at all on this one. They're going to try and leak anything they can to make themselves look good. Here is who is to blame for this. And it's very simple to understand, and it's very, very easy. The UFC. This should have been postponed or canceled some time ago for any number of reasons, that being UFC 249. Whether it's the inability to do the show safely because no one, no one even knows what is safe anymore with this coronavirus situation. Now they're saying if you get it in a high dose where you're like someone's right up on you, that actually will make you sicker than if you just contract it at a little bit at a, at a further distance. Now they're talking about how much longer you could be asymptomatic and just spreading the disease. Masks help, masks don't. There's evolving knowledge about this all the time. This is exactly what Dr. Margaret Goodman had said. Like, we just don't really know what it even means to be safe anymore. Checking fevers with the guns is fine as, like, one of 50,000 other precautions, but by itself, it's not enough. And testing for COVID-19 at the beginning of the week is fine, but you'd have to do it virtually every other day after that. And if you did, are you taking away tests from people who more readily need it, who might be in more dire straits? Are we going to be having fights at hospitals that have the capacity to deal with this? Like, it's just on and on and on, inadvisable at this time. Totally inadvisable. And I'm not even sure that any promotion, as nimble and as logistically capable as the UFC is, is capable of even getting all the things I just mentioned in a row. So here's what actually happened, right? This is why you need to stop playing yourselves. This is very, very easy to understand. Because they are marching on, outside of virtually every professional recommendation from public health officials, epidemiologists. I'm still not even convinced it's going to take place. Now, Florida is going on something of a bit of a lockdown. Other red states are beginning to see it. This thing is spreading all over. They should have called this off a while ago. And because they didn't, they have, one, led fans on as either to believe this was a good or even a doable idea. It's it might possibly be neither. And so because they don't, now the athlete has to figure out what they're going to do. And there are two versions you could uh, arrive at here with Nurmagomedov's behavior. One, he actually listened to what the UFC said. It was going to be in Abu Dhabi. Didn't want to get stunk, stuck. And he uh, bumped over to Russia. And it just ended poorly the whole way. Two, the other one you can believe is he followed them in some kind of capacity or he took matters into his own hands because he wanted to be safe to protect himself and to protect his family because the UFC wanted to march on with the show inadvisably. Either way, you can't say one bad thing about Nurmagomedov here. Either way, he is absolutely right to prioritize his health and that of his family. He is absolutely right to protect his health, anyone else he might come into contact with, and his family. Not one thing wrong with that. That is, the, that is actually the responsible choice that he took, if in fact that is what happened. 
if it's that he didn't try to do that and was just listening and got caught because he tried to play chess with this totally unmanageable situation, can you blame him for that? Oh, he went to Russia. He shouldn't have done that. He should have stayed. Well, he tried to figure out where this was going to be, if that's the version you want to believe. And there's no way to win that game since, again, we've been over this. There's no vaccine. There's no real antiviral treatment they can produce and deploy en masse that's proven to work in clinical trials at this point. The only thing they really have are contact tracing and shutting down borders and everything else. He tried to play that game. You can't win that game. It's not possible. You're going to lose virtually every time. The restrictions are so severe. Or you could say he should have stayed in the United States. Folks, again, that wouldn't be a responsible choice for his health, number one. Uh, Number two, even if he was here, to my knowledge, they still don't have a venue and they still don't have a date. Tony was saying just as much yesterday on SportsCenter. Well, they got a date, but they have no venue, no location. He still doesn't know where the hell this thing's going to be. So, yes, him, uh, Nurmagomedov, being in Russia makes the fight impossible, but it's not like being here gets rid of all the other obstacles that are there. The UFC would have taken it upon themselves to make the responsible choice. So, as a consequence, Khabib either made the responsible choice for himself and now has to eat an S sandwich, or he tried to comply with it, couldn't make it work, and now he gets blamed. This is such a magic trick you should not fall for. Anytime that the shift in blame can be moved from the promoter to the fighter, they'll just shove their chips in to the center of the table every time. Don't buy it. Don't believe in it. It's not real. It's not real. Look at the... This is a a once-in-a-century type of event. No one who's been alive has, to my knowledge seen anything quite like this and they're still trying to go about acting like you can just piss into the winds of a hurricane and not get a little wet it doesn't work that way it's not real life and every day that passes look at the economic pain that's being inflicted on this country and every other one and every day that passes even now these dumb ass governors in florida and georgia among others are beginning to dawn on themselves, "Uh uh-oh, we might have a bigger problem than we realized. And they're tightening the screws every time. Folks, we're not even... The month of April is going to be a very difficult month in this country. Economically speaking, from a healthcare standpoint, even if you're fine and you're safe and you keep your job, you're going to go a little stir-crazy this month. And they just want to roll on like there's nothing wrong. Like there's just... This is just... This is just things we can do. We can make this work. Dude, now is not the time. And if you can't take as an organization the responsible act, don't blame fighters when they try to either A, play ball, or B, take the responsible act themselves. Don't do it. Because this whole ridiculous idea that Nurmagomedov is, you know, oh, he, well, what's really happening is this guy is scared. I mean, can you think of a dumber argument? A guy who grows up in a war-torn area where they're bound by what I would describe as fairly hardcore religious edicts, uh, a degree of masculinity most American men couldn't even wrap their heads around, and every guy he's ever faced, he's defeated. He's uh, an undefeated UFC champion. He's on the list of pound-for-pound greats, and now we've decided that he is so overcome with fear that he's traveling internationally 
like a car exec in Toyota trying to find his way to Lebanon to avoid criminal prosecution. I mean, what a ridiculous argument. What a ridiculous, stupid argument that no one should take seriously. And I grant UFC has not made it. I've seen it just sort of circling uh, inside the community. Don't believe it. This is simple. We shouldn't even be in this position today to be having this conversation. The responsible choice was the one that the organization should have made on behalf of itself, on behalf of the sport, and on behalf of the athletes. And they didn't. So the athletes, trying to figure out what the hell's happening, are taking it upon themselves, and we ended up here. And it sucks. I grant that it sucks. You can't believe they've tried to make this five times, and all five times, it's fallen through. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our reality. Life is going to be hard right now, and it's going to be hard for a lot longer. It's time to wake up to that fact. It's not easy. And people are struggling even when they have money for either healthcare reasons or whatever. People are struggling, certainly without it. People are doing the best they can to navigate what is an impossible situation. Here's an idea. Don't put athletes in an impossible situation and expect ordinary results. You're not going to get it. Not very often. And I understand that Tony's upset. We're going to hear some of that audio later in the show. I think he has a right to be upset because he's trying to play ball and live his life the best he can and... Everything just collapsed around him. That can't be easy. Cannot be easy. I understand that. But maybe Nurmagomedov wasn't getting the best training, in AKA. Maybe he was worried about his family. Maybe he was trying to go and just navigate the situation the best he could. Maybe he was trying to do all of those things. Maybe the answer here is, despite his best efforts at either being responsible to his family or to the company or to his professional obligations, you can't do it all in the middle of a global pandemic. Maybe that's the answer here. Maybe that guy who choked out Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor and beat the brakes off of Edson Barboza, and I could go on down the list, maybe that guy is just as tough as we think he is. Maybe that guy from one of the toughest regions on earth is exactly the dude we thought he was, but maybe, just maybe, putting him and every other human in society in the middle of this crazy moment in our lifetimes, which I hope to God we never have to see again, is going to produce suboptimal results. Maybe stupid narratives of fright, are, which are easy to understand for low-information voters and low-level primates, maybe that's comforting for them, but for you and I, And for the rest of us who can read past this a little bit, don't fall for the magic trick. This is a a lesson in the imbalance of the industry. The promoter can act in virtually any way they want, and the responsibility will ultimately, in most cases, fall on the fighter, even if it shouldn't. They're going to take the brunt of the blame. They're going to take the brunt of the complaining. They're going to take all the bad PR for a decision that should have been made all the way around him. Everything he says, Nurmagomedov, in this statement is right on par, right on time, right on cue, exactly what he should have been saying. Everyone else, every other, every other elite athlete is out there protecting themselves and their family, and he's not allowed to? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And he's going to get blamed for it. They can't find a fighter on earth to beat this guy. You're like, oh, Tony Ferguson, I understand. Up to this point, they can't find one. And all of a sudden, he's scared. He's, you know he's scared of? 
He's scared of getting other people sick, it sounds like. He's scared of getting his family sick. He's scared of what it might mean for society in general to be sick. That's right. That's, that's the fear that I should have, that you should have, that anyone understandably might have. It, you're allowed to be disappointed. You're allowed to be frustrated. You're allowed to say, how did we get here? But if you want to piece together the clues, it's not hard to figure out. Do not blame the guy who is either trying to play ball with his professional obligations or trying to play ball with his personal obligations. Point your criticism at the one organization that's decided a global pandemic, a once in a century event where the world is on lockdown, where 10 million Americans in the course of, you know, a a month, basically, have decided uh, that they are not decided, rather, has been decided for them that they don't have jobs. That's another thing. We're going to charge $70 for a pay-per-view when 10 million, at least 10 million Americans are out of work. I mean, this is just so crazy. This is so inadvisable. The idea that you could think that Nurmagomedov Madoff was to blame here is crazy. It is lunacy of the highest order. We have to focus our attention in society right now on what matters. And when we can, sports is a luxury of a first order society where everything is functioning. Well, folks, I got bad effing news. Not everything is functioning right now. And until it is, it goes on the back burner. Do not blame Nurmagomedov at all for this. You're playing yourself if you do, and you're buying into the power imbalances that are deeply rooted in the sport, I acknowledge, but totally unfair. Protect Tony, protect Khabib, and say, now is not the time for this. I can put off short-term gratification for a long-term play. That is the answer here. That is the only answer here. WrestleMania 36 is finally here, and Busted Open has got you covered this Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern with our WrestleMania pre-show. Dave LaGreca and WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray will get you ready for the biggest pro wrestling event of the year from returning legends. NXT challengers who will come out on top. It's Busted Open's WrestleMania 36 pre-show only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Uh, Okay, so let's get to this. Tony Ferguson was on SportsCenter yesterday to react to everything. I believe he was on there with uh, Ariel Helwani. And uh, I did not hear it in real time. But, man, I have... Are you watching anything on linear TV these days, Cobb? We should have mentioned this at Quarantine Corner. I'll flip on the occasional local news for like the nightly report and see how coronavirus is doing in DC. But, and maybe the occasional family guy or something. That's it, dude. I'm not watching linear TV at all. Pretty much same thing. I'll occasionally, yeah, like, a, like a family guy or a South Park or something like that here and there. But if I'm on linear TV, if I'm on television at all, I'm usually somewhere in the movie channels watching something I've seen a thousand times over. Yeah. So anyway, I, I missed this in real time. Let's get to this. So, look, listen, I, I, I started out the show being like, no one has a right to be mad at Khabib. Uh, two caveats to that. One, I never expect rivals to say nice things about their rivals. Right? Sort of a standard policy. And number two, you know, you could understand Tony being upset. Because Tony has been, you know, they've been trying to make this fight for the fifth time. This is a title shot. 
he was owed this. I mean, there were so many things to consider for him here. You could understand him being less than um, gracious about Khabib. Still, let's hear what he has to say. This was his initial reaction. Obviously, I was very upset. I feel more for everybody else that's actually going through some hard times. Um, it's, it's a little bit different. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm a little bit pissed. He had the opportunity to stay here, or he was in Abu Dhabi. He had the chance to be able to come back before the borders were closed in Russia. Decided to go back into Dagestan. Uh, did not finish his camp. The guy does not want to fight. He's scared. He's running. He's stripped of his title. We haven't got to this conversation yet about whether Khabib should be stripped of his title. Let me tell you what the answer to that is. He should not be stripped of his title. I can understand why Tony might feel that way. Uh, but again, if he went from Abu Dhabi to Russia to be with his family, I'm not going to beat him up for it. Sorry, I'm not. That's the right call. And sometimes the right calls in life, as I mentioned, they don't come with a lot of acclaim and glory and fanfare and applause and parades. It's not the way life works. Okay. Um, is he open to another fight? I would say either or, man. I, I'm always down to fight anybody, anytime, anywhere, unless the circumstances are completely different. But the fight's against Khabib, man. This is the guy that everybody just wants to fight. So if he wants to just fight, there's no, uh, you know, I, I get what he wanted to do. You know, obviously he's here. He's, you know, his family's back home in Dagestan. It's, it is what you got to do. But he had the opportunity and he did the exact same thing at UFC 209. He knew that he wasn't cutting weight very good. He said it already that he was already um, having a hard time cutting weight, focusing, and doing everything else like that. To me, that right there, he's running away. He ran away. He obviously knew what he could do to, to help save this card. He didn't want to take any of those chances. He, um, you know, I mean, everybody's taking risks trying to do this stuff, but he bailed out, man. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty hard to explain, but he, he bailed out, man. Listen, I'm not saying that that's even wrong. Like, Tony kind of gets it there, too. Again, Tony's got a right to be pissed. I, I get it. But he's kind of right. He's like, dude, he kind of bailed. He might have done that, y'all. Like, you have to kind of accept on some level Khabib might have bailed. The question you have, to, you have to ask yourself is, what is the right choice with your life? Now, a separate kind of, kind of conversation could be, well, you know, there might be, you might say well, there's a contradiction in my position between acknowledging he might have bailed and then he shouldn't be stripped. Hell, strip him then. Strip him. I don't think he should be stripped because I I don't think taking the right course of action for your family to avoid a high-risk fight beyond just the high risk that comes with fighting, like an, an additional degree of high risk, is uh, the kind of thing that should get someone's title taken away. You want to do it for negligence, but to me what he did is not... It's professional negligence in the strictest letter of the law. I'll agree. But it's the kind of professional negligence, such as you want to call it that, only because the the promotion left him with no other alternative. Oh, well, he could have gone and saved the card. I'm not convinced the card's going to happen anyway, number one. And number two, uh, that's not his job. His job is to... Um, fight when the circumstances make sense for all the parties involved, which he was willing to do before a global pandemic. And, um, and now that there is one, is to take care of his family. It's just how it goes, man. Now, what about finding a new opponent? Here's Tony's update on that. 
they have been trying to find me a new opponent. Um, there's a couple of names that went across, but even this morning, you know what I mean? They, they said that they were going to allow flights out. As far as Khabib goes, man, he has the power and he has the opportunities to be able to take a private plane, come back, finish his training camp, and be able to do UFC 249 for all the people and for everybody else that's out there. Uh, to give a little bit more hope and to, to people that are staying at home and trying to get through this. Uh, he does not want to fight. He, he, I guarantee you this dude's going to try to retire, man, without fighting me. I mean, I don't know about the retirement part. Who God only knows about that. But, yeah, he could. Except it's just not wise. <laughs> you know, again, I'm going to keep coming back to it. I'm going to sound like a broken record here because I understand Tony's frustration. He's willing to take all these risks. Why won't my opponent? Dude, because it's not, it's not wise. It's not. It's not wise. It's just, it just, you, can, you can rationalize it however you want. It's not. It's not wise. And Khabib made the right call. This is a call that Khabib will be comfortable with when this is all over. I guarantee it. There is not a single part of me, in terms of protecting himself and his family, that uh, I'll, I'll at all be thinking he's second-guessing. Not even a little bit. Dude, when I sent that email to Showtime, because SiriusXM had already given me the, the, the work, the gear to work from home, and I was still scheduled to go that next Monday to Showtime, I sent those Bamas a note, and I was like, I'm telling you right now, I don't feel comfortable, and I think we should not do that. And credit to Showtime, they listened, and that was the end of it. The, the show was immediately suspended in terms of its um, you know, in-studio production. Uh, I, I, was, I was contemplating just telling them there's no way I'm going on Monday. And you could see the outbreak in New York now. I think I made the right call. I don't regret making that call for two seconds. Not even a little bit. So I think when this is all said and done, Habib will feel the same. And maybe Tony will feel the same too. You know, Everyone's got to live their own life, but I'm, I'm not going to beat up the guy. Now, what about fighting Justin Gaethje? The dude's got a 4-2 and two record, man. He's got a half. When all these things happened, when they stripped me of my belt, I ended up, uh, remember I said I was gonna, it's like a round-robin tournament. I had to fight everybody. I fought everybody that was in the top five. And I knocked them all out or I finished them in, in great fashion. And uh, here we go. We're back in kind of the same spot. It's like UFC's trying to play keep away with me. Uh, nothing against the damn UFC. I know they got to make their money and stuff. Like that. I'm I got my championship shirt on. I have my belt right here right now because we're here at practice, man. I'm still doing my thing right here. I'm about to get down and dirty. And it uh, doesn't matter who we have. We're going to try to make this thing go. So at least some of the people in the world have a little bit of hope. You know what I mean? Because the guys that are really doing it are the doctors and the nurses, the people taking care of everybody. Um, we can do our little bit of part to try to make something happen. I'm down for that. But uh, obviously, this is a worldwide pandemic. And my thoughts and my prayers go out to everybody that's affected and especially everybody that's helping. So if we can do something to kind of help it, I'm down for it. But it's got to be right. Well, the way you can do that to help is to not have a cage fight. That's the way to help. I mean, I understand the sentiment. I appreciate that, but that's not the way to help. The way to help is to make sure that the healthcare providers don't have to deal with additional cases of this as a consequence of you either catching it or catching it and spreading it or other people with you catching it and spreading it or any combination of the, the scenarios there. Um, also, by the way, Tony is right about Justin, which is to say, Justin's a, I've said this before, dude, there's nothing wrong with Justin versus Tony in and of itself, but, but here's the reality. Um, that's a risky fight for Tony. The big fight for him is the Khabib fight. The, 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 what, what you get if you beat Justin is not nearly either in a claim or pay-per-view rewards at this point 
or anything like the 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 because Khabib is a star, so the pay per view points would be significant. Assuming he was entitled at any point, if he's not, then I suppose it's the same. But the, certainly the star power conference, if you beat him, would not be nearly the same, and you'd just be right back to where you were, which is where he's been essentially with his last two fights. So he's right about that. Does he have concerns about training during a global pandemic? Obviously, man. They pushed the Olympics back to, what, another year? Kind of messed things up. Um, NBA, MLB, MLS, everything, man. Just just went to, I mean, even school were off. They're closing borders and they're doing everything. If anybody's going to pull it off, Dana in the UFC, Sean and Hunter, those guys are going to make it happen. These guys are all for the company. They're making sure that uh, they're doing their diligence, making sure that everybody's safe. And, and stuff. you got to believe that when Dana says it, you know, when we're with them, we're in the best kind of company around. And you can't. I'm a company man. I'm going to be real. I've always been for the last couple of years. Eight years, Ariel, I've been doing the exact same thing. Two, work. I really don't go anywhere else and do anything else besides with my family and with my close circle of friends. I keep it very, very tight knit. And uh, nothing's changed, man. That's why I'm very successful in my, in my art, man, and especially in the sport. It's because consistency times effort is confidence. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what to say to that. You know, he has he has concerns about it, and they just they seem to think that like you know buying the company line that our healthcare is better for here, it is in many respects, just not related to COVID nineteen. Now he goes on to say that um, UFC are trying to make something happen. What's the update on that? All my my supporters, I'll call fans, supporters, everybody that watches UFC, we're trying to make something happen. I'm training. I'm not stopping training. Uh, my weight is good. Uh, I'm very strong. We just did five rounds the other day, and uh, one of my sparring partners, we did really, really well. Uh, small go sparring. I mean, I'm good to go. But as long as everything else makes sense, it, you know, we, we can make this fight happen. We don't know the locations at. I'm not going to say yes or no to an opponent unless we have a, 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 a unless we have a location. If you don't have a location, how do you expect me to prepare? I was like, I don't need 24 hours. Give me a couple hours to figure out what we got to do. Let me talk to my team. And then we can go from there. Yeah. Did you hear that? They don't even have a location. I mean, where are you going to go? Florida's close. Every day that passes, it's not the same. It's worse than the day before. Uh, unless you took it to New York, hoping that they're on the other side of this, which they won't be. I just, you know, it just boggles the mind about this. It's not, Tony is like, how do you want me to say yes when we don't have anything? He's right. <laughs> He's completely right. I mean, how is this up for debate? All right. And then lastly, he says, uh, Tony, or uh, Nurmagomedov needs to defend or vacate. He would fight Khabib or Connor. Let's hear it. We've had maybe, I don't know how many different locations, and we've been told to wait that same day, or we're going to have an answer for it, and pins and needles over here after practice and I'm tired as heck man and I want to go home I want to take my eyes fast I want to do my stuff and I can't because we're waiting to see if this dang fight is going to happen either way the one thing I know is I'm going to stay consistent with my training and it doesn't matter uh, what location you know you can drop me off on Khabib's front doorstep man and that dude still will not fight he will out it's defender vacate Ariel that dude needs to be stripped I don't know I haven't saw anything in the news this morning about the flights and everything Rumor was it that he said basically he's like I gotta you know take care of my family my health and everything man bro you have an obligation 
you sign up on the dotted line to be uh, representing not just your country, right? Because that's what you said. You, you represent your country and you do everything. You, you, you ran, bro. You listened to your pops and you did everything you could to possibly avoid an ass whooping. Now, to me, in my opinion, nobody else deserves that ass whooping besides two people. That's McNuggets and Team Tiramisu. That's the beef number the and Conor McGregor. Because the first time I ever called him by his real name. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, and then, by the way, Connor has weighed in on this, which is something we'll get to a little bit later. But that's where Tony's coming from. Obviously, a lot of that I don't agree with, but I can understand why he might be upset, you know, given the sort of order of things and how everything has kind of fallen apart. Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barack Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel. 156. All right. We're back. Luke Thomas show. Hope you're doing well. I'm plugging the hell out of the email box. Luke Thomas show at gmail.com. Keep firing that up. Cobb, let me ask you a question about the Gmail box. Are you including these preambles that I'm giving to people to listen just in the on demand part, or are they hearing it on the podcast as well? Uh, they, they will hear it sometimes on the podcast. It depends on the clip. It just depends on the session. If you didn't mention it, then it might not be in. All right. Well, to the extent possible to mention it, we got to keep. Maybe I'll do that at the beginning, like shorten the intro, and then mention to hit the people who hit us up on the mailbag. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Because they can. Can the intros be longer than thirty seconds? Uh, uh yeah, we can go a little over. Like thirty-five, yeah, forty is what I'm saying. Not like a minute. Yeah, and a yeah, half. That's, that's totally fine. Yeah. I think we should squeeze that in. Just to get that get, get that in there, uh, I bet I, I bet if we if, I bet if we crack the whip on these Tiger King watching fools, we can get we can get them to part ways with old Joe Exotic for a bit. They can't watch it forever, so yeah, well, why not? <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to this. Can I tell you guys out there how sick I am of this stupid MMA media criticism that's happening around? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like. You can't win with these people. You just cannot win. You cannot win. There's nothing you can do to win. Yesterday, I had on Michelle Evermore from the National Employment Law Project. And I had it on because I know that when UFC 249 eventually gets postponed or canceled or whatever you want to say, everyone, the media is going to be blamed for it, like outright. It's not going to be that there was a global pandemic shutting down borders, closing down venues, uh, making healthcare officials nervous. No, it'll be MMA media. That's what it'll be. You can you can mark this down right now as an example of that. So when that happens, I, I anticipated that, that was going to be the case. And also, I just feel like we have to do important work on this show to the extent possible. So yesterday, we had on Michelle Evermore from the National Employment Law Project. And what I wanted to do with that was to figure out a way where if you are an independent contractor, a gig worker, and by the way, our fighters are independent contractors, what they could do to get some financial relief. Because many are not going to be in work. Some might be injured right now, so like even if they could fight, or rather, even if the um, UFC was doing shows, they wouldn't be eligible. What are some ways that they could be entitled to money? And so the whole point was to put money in the hands of fighters, really any other person listening who might be an independent contractor or might be, you know, you name it, right? 
if you look at the thread there, I pinned it to the top of my Twitter account at L Thomas News. Look at how many trolls are there. Go down, go down there and look. I, I seem to attract them like flies. Uh, nothing but, I mean, not nothing. There's a lot of positive sentiment, but there's a lot of trolls too. A lot of trolls. That a good faith attempt at putting money in the hands of fighters, because it's not like scintillating radio where someone is getting out there and saying that they banged someone else's mom or that they'll knock somebody out. It just pulls out the trolls. Look at how broken and disgusting parts of this industry is. And people wonder why I'm so critical of it. Right? That's the first part. The second part is, and I'm seeing this everywhere, oh, the media is out there virtue signaling about this pandemic. It's like, dude, how fucking brain damaged do you have to be to think something like that? Understand how this works, folks. Podcast downloads, down. Viewership on websites, down. Traffic to this radio show, down. Um, my subscriptions on YouTube, down. Revenue, down. Views overall this month, down. Watch time, down. Every metric is down. Now, there might be some portions of the news media that will benefit from this crisis, which is to say they'll have increased traffic and God only knows what else, right? That part is true. There's going to be some of that, okay? Uh, but it's going to be mostly regular news media. Sports media is taking a bite of the old S sandwich because it turns out that old content is no match for new. It turns out that you cannot just replace one with the other. Doesn't work that way. And so as a consequence, they're all suffering too. And yet they are still calling for UFC 249 to be postponed or canceled or whatever. And it's not just me now. You have noticed that the chorus has increased. Why do you think that is? Ask yourself a question about why that might be. If anybody on this show uh, in MMA media criticizes MMA media publicly and in a way that gets backlash from MMA media, it's me. I did, a, I did a segment last week on how the MMA media is not in touch with their broken news model because they're out there floating conspiracy theories just to get clicks. But at the same time, if they're calling for the show to not go on in the middle of a global pandemic, why do you think that is? Because maybe, just maybe, the bullshit critique you've learned on the fever swamps of Reddit about a political party you don't support, maybe, just maybe, it's a hollow critique. And maybe, just maybe, there are people in this world who recognize that by calling for certain acts, they won't benefit from it. Still do it because there's a larger societal obligation involved. Because some people, believe it or not, believe that we have an obligation to one another here on one level or another. That we realize, or even selfishly, we can't get through this until everybody gets on board and we can limit the amount of people getting sick and limit the amount of people going to hospitals and limit the amount of people dying. Maybe, just maybe, it's got something to do with, I don't know, a once-in-a-century event. And not some silly-ass idea about the MMA media trying to show their moral peacocking. Fuck you. What a, what a stupid criticism that is. They're outright calling for something that's going to damage them. And they're not doing it because it'll be a nice display that people will care about on Twitter. You think doing that has earned... Uh, uh, 
Have I gotten fans from doing that on Twitter? In the aggregate sense, anyway? Of course not. I've lost hundreds of followers on Twitter. And I've gotten hate mail and everything else you can imagine. I'm not doing it for the accolades, dumbasses. I'm not doing it because it looks so cool. It sucks to get up every day like, oh, here comes the hate mail. Let's check out the old mentions. It's a graveyard every time. I'm not doing it for some kind of acclaim or to make people think I'm great. I'm doing it because eventually my hope is that some people might listen. And if they do, to the extent that that helps this thing move along quicker and we can all get back to normal, that's why I do it. That's literally why I do it. Because it's the right thing to do. It's frankly the effective thing to do. It's not even about any kind of moral obligation if you don't want to view it in those terms, although I would argue that it is. But if you just want to be like, hey man, what's the fastest way this gets done? It's, it's by everyone getting on board with the available uh, instruments that we have to slow and stop and control this thing. So that doctors and infectious disease experts and everyone else can get back to the work that they do to fix this. That's it. It's got nothing to do with anybody else. Dude, think about how damaged inside you have to be to not be able to consider that certain people might take it upon themselves to do things that aren't immediately self-dealing. Isn't that crazy? You can't believe that somebody else out there might do something that isn't in their immediate interest. I mean, doing all this is in everyone's long-term interest. Fine. They can't, there are people out in this world that cannot fathom the idea you should do something if you don't immediately and in all ways benefit. Either by social status, money, some kind of benefit conferred upon you. Dude, if people listen to me because I've been, you know, ringing the alarm bells on this, I don't get a prize. There's no award being sent my way. It's nothing but vitriol and condemnation. Cobb, did you see the stories today in all the newspapers about Dr. Anthony Fauci, the, the head of the, essentially, America's leading infectious disease expert? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. So if you guys didn't follow this, dudes has to get a security team because he's getting death threats. This guy is trying to save lives. He's trying to save the American economy. And what's he getting the reward for? Or what, what is the reward for it? He has to get a security team so people don't kill him. This has nothing to do with self-dealing. This has nothing to do with, isn't this great for MMA media? Don't I look so cool on Twitter? You have to be a broken person on the inside to think that that is some kind of a reasonable critique. Something has to be wrong with you. You have, you have to be damaged in some kind of way. I cannot believe we have gotten here, but we have gotten here. I, I finally understand in this world, it took me 40 years to figure it out, but I finally understood why people don't do the right thing in life often. There is no reward for it. There actually is no benefit to it to themselves. 
and we are, to a degree, people who seek these kinds of things um, on a variety of levels. Because if you try to speak out, you'll get condemned. If you try to try to make a conversation about enduring short-term hardship, people will ascribe phony motivations to your actions. If you try to lead by example, they'll just say you're virtue signaling. That's why people don't do anything right, because what's, th- th- there's no benefit to them. Better to just you know, maybe play by the rules quietly and then just not say anything. If you're wondering why our world is broken, it's because most people, not most, there's a lot of people out there who just don't want to go through the trouble of doing the right thing because there is zero benefit to doing the right thing. To themselves anyway, not, not to the larger cause that they might be enabling, but to themselves. And you are witnessing that with this nonsense out here about the MMA media. I'll be the first one to critique them when they fall down, and I often am. And they don't like that either. There's no benefit to me doing that, by the way, to me personally. You do it because it's the right thing to do. And if you've never heard of that idea about doing things because it's the right thing to do, something is wrong with you. Somebody somewhere along your life completely failed you. And I don't know who that is, but you are making life hard for a lot of other people out there, and you don't need to be. Thanks for listening. Catch the Luke Thomas Show live and in its entirety weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. On Twitter, follow at LThomasNews and the channel at MMA on Sirius XM.